0: Hello everyone, welcome to AI in action use cases, a special UBS event where you'll witness the power of artificial intelligence in action through some real world use cases, discover how AI is transforming businesses today and gain insights into its practical applications today for all of you audience members is an opportunity to explore the forefront of AI innovation and understand its full potential for the growth of your business. So thanks again for joining us, everybody. I'm Anthony Pastori here in our studio in New York City with Paul Beyer, CEO and co-founder of GAI Insights. Paul, so nice to have you here with us. Thank you. Lot to get to today. But before we do that, I want to just remind our audience that we have a poll at the top of the website where you are watching this video. And it asks the question, which area or areas of artificial intelligence are you most interested in learning more about? So take a moment and respond if you'd like. And of course, we may respond to that here on the show, depending on what those answers look like. And it will also help us determine topics for future shows just like this one. So please take a look and, uh, and take a look at that poll. Again, it's at UBS.com slash Summer AI, where you're watching the video. And by the way, we will take questions from the audience throughout the program. So if you have a question, make sure to click that Ask a Question button right on the site. It's in big, bold red. You can't miss it. And then Paul and I will get the questions here in the studio. So, Paul, I wanted to, first of all, welcome you again. Um, it, it's a fascinating conversation. This is part five of a series we've been doing all summer. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting to see the evolution of artificial intelligence, where it was, where it is, where we see it might be going. We've tackled it from every area of personal use to investment cases, uh, jobs, the economy, and all that. So today we're kind of focusing more a little bit on the business applications. Um, And I wanted to start with a foundational question for you. So generative AI, which is what we've been talking about all summer, is it hyped or is it something that you see as a real potential game changer? Some people think of it as students being able to, quote unquote, cheat on their term papers or copywriters losing their jobs. So how do you feel about generative AI? Yeah,
1: it's, it's a great question. And we've seen it a lot. We've certainly seen a lot of hype cycles in the past, crypto, metaverse, uh, blockchain. Uh, one of the things I like to look at is what are the implications in the first six or eight months in that? And if we go back to the early days of the internet, which was transformative, it took three to four years to get the infrastructure built out, it was 14, k modems, mm-hmm. the um, uh, larger modems. we have different this time. Within six months, we've seen strikes. We've seen unionization, and we've seen companies get their market cap cut in half. Right. So some industries, this is very, very real today.
0: They always say de- uh, technology is exponential. That's a clear example of yeah. how much more quickly technology becomes kind of implemented into everyday society. Yeah. I remember the sound of the dial-up modem friend. you know, yeah, you've right. got mail and all that stuff. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> I think you know, young people today might not even recognize yeah. what that sound is. Yeah. They're so used to having the internet literally in their pockets at all times. So, you know, and I think what companies are doing is, you know, they're saying, um, will my industry be affected by this? And I think a lot of people are thinking about that in their jobs. Will my job be affected? But more importantly, how are industries being affected? Yeah. So what would you say are the industries that will be really affected here by AI.
1: Yeah, thanks. And I think we've got a a video or a a slide for that. Um, One of the things we're seeing is there's three or four industries today that are really being transformed. uh, And that's up in the top right of this thing. So these ones that have a high percent of wins work, which which is a part of knowledge work. It's words, uh, images, numbers, and sound. And depending on how much of their cost base you have or how much is it digitized, you're really finding an impact. So if you look in the top right, these are industries that we call or we're saying are in the crucible, entertainment, we talked about the strike, software, professional services like legal, financial services, education, curriculum development. Uh, They are finding business impact and income statement impact this year. And on the bottom left are ones that are just kind of watching it. You know, they uh, maybe cement manufacturer or, you know, dry cleaning. So, you know, they're watching it, but they won't be (laughs) a thing. But if you're in the top right, you do need to really... You're already feeling it, and you really need to start thinking yeah. strategically. I
0: love the way you kind of you you categorize. Can we bring that slide up again, gang? I, I just love the way that they're categorized. In the balcony is such a specific way because you're looking kind of down, <laughs> down from, down. from yeah. the distance, right? Yeah. But those that are in the crucible, like yeah. they're literally on the stage. But there's you know there's so many others like holding the lever. I think agriculture is one of those areas that people really feel could um, perhaps benefit from. Yes from AI, we're already seeing it in farming equipment that can actually sense where certain areas of the crops will be needing to be watered or exactly. where certain soil will be um, needed, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's exciting to see that yeah. in action already.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a tremendous number of use cases and, it's, and they're global. I mean, this is a global phenomenon. There's already a billion users after six months using uh, open AI. So we're seeing use cases all over the, all over the world right, in that, all, all industries. That's yeah.
0: right. And as you described the way ch- sort of we talk about ChatGPT yeah. the most, which, as you say, it's not the only L- large yeah. language model that's out yeah. there. Right, There are other ones that exist.
1: Correct, yeah. And at high level, generative means you put something in and something comes out. Mm-hmm. So text in and text out, that's ChatGPT. But Google has BARD and, and Microsoft has Bing. There's also text in and image out, and that's mid-journey, which people are seeing as. There's also text in and video out. Uh, runway. There's also video. Anyway, so there's a whole bunch of combinations. Right. That we're just getting started here. Right. Yeah. I
0: think people say chat GPT. And it's funny how when you talk about, I've talked about this with friends and family, yeah. they say, oh, ever since AI came around. Yeah. And I think, well, you've had AI on your phone right. and on your desk <laughs> for a long time. You yeah. just didn't think of it that way. But with chat GPT, all of a sudden it's put it into more people's minds that this is real and yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And And it did happen pretty quickly. Prior yeah. to November of 2022, I didn't even know what that meant. And
1: part of the reason for that, um, Anthony, was because all the AI for the last 30 years has been we call it narrow AI. Mm-hmm. It's which um, movies should Netflix. But that Netflix recommendation engine, you couldn't use it everywhere. This one's horizontal. Interesting. It's the same thing that the lawyers are using as the coders are using. So it's you know taking a trillion piece of information from the public internet learn intentionality from humans, and now has a horizontal application, which we've also never seen before.
0: Amazing. And how it just erupted so quickly. And it's in the zeitgeist every single day. And here we are doing a five-part series so far on ChatGPT and Gen AI. But I wanted to go back to that slide again with the industries. How how are you seeing some of these industries responding to this impact, to the use of Gen AI?
1: We're seeing a whole set of, I think, not surprising type of reactions. Mm-hmm. We've seen us, uh, some management teams who are leaning into this, know this is the future, uh, forming new teams, finding the high potential Gen AI enthusiasts organization and celebrating them and getting them support. And we're still seeing a lot of organizations in denial. Mm. And, uh, You know, we we didn't uh, invest in Metaverse. Let's wait a year for this because this is just like Metaverse. So I think we're going to continue to see industries where the leaders or the engines are further away from the caboose or the laggards. This is really going to accelerate distances Mm. in some of these industries. Wow, it's
0: amazing. Sort of like high-speed rails versus conventional, you know, coal-powered locomotives from 200 years ago. Um, I know we have a couple of examples of things that you brought with you, which I love showing because when people... Think about using ChatGPT yeah. or a large language model. You put it into examples that fit this conversation. So maybe we could bring some of those up and have you speak to those because they're really interesting to exactly, me. Exactly,
1: yeah. We've done, I don't know, 30 or 50 different presentations with boards and and we find ourselves now going back to practical things so you can really understand it. It's, we talk a lot about this is like swimming. You need to go experience it. You can't just learn swimming from a mm-hmm. YouTube video here. Uh, so this first example is... Um, uh, and th- this is the literally text you put in the ChatGPT, uh, talking about you know you're an art expert at creating product taglines. Uh, create seven taglines for uh, people who are using uh, left-handed coffee cups. Right. So this is a hypothetical example <laughs> sure. we use. and
0: very niche right there. Very right? niche, <laughs> you're very niche.
1: So you can hit that and um, you know hit return on your computer and you'll see the results. And there they are. They're coming back up, yeah. So oh, that's
0: actually that's actually that's a, actually, that's a, that's a that's another market I know yeah. we have the yeah. taglines. Yeah. Coming up, we'll bring okay. that up here in a second. But what I loved about those taglines was that it just gave such interesting examples that ChatGPT thought yeah. for a left-handed coffee cup. Yeah, correct. Um, but as I use an example with you, it's like kind of get a color- you're getting a coloring book. So the black and white yeah. outline is there, but you get yeah. to color in the details. So we'll pull up those taglines well, here in I, a second. Me, if
1: I may, yeah. the important thing here is. That's an example of something that might have taken one of your employees six hours or four hours, and now it's done in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's right. a thousand interns working quickly, and it's a really big productivity savings. Right. Saving. It's,
0: it's amazing when you think about yeah. how you can really utilize the rest of your day yeah. for more, imp- well, I wouldn't say impor- Everything is important, yeah. but work that might not be necessarily used for like, what you need to use a right. computer or a large language model for. Let the computer do that, and then you can get onto other things. So, here, here are some of these taglines that are yeah. coming up on the screen. Um, and I think they're they're great. I mean, they're a great, for me, they're a great starting off yeah. point.
1: They um, So one, they are super easy. So the thing we always thought about computing was it's never gonna be able to do jokes. It's never gonna be able to do original stories. Right. It's never gonna be able to do, We this technology does it. And taglines are really easy, fun way. You can also you know ask it to shorten them. You can ask it in, in Mandarin or, or Spanish. And it just shows you how quickly. You can also say, I want, 30 more, mm-hmm. and 30 more will come out. So the kind of a tool to really get creative juices flowing with a particular problem um, is right in front of us for free.
0: Yeah, and quickly. Quickly, yeah. I, I think, yeah. W- what did that take? Maybe five seconds yeah. for it to come up? Ten seconds at the so, most? Yeah. Uh, and it is, cre- you know, what I love looking at those examples, Paul, it, it is, there is a sense of creativity yeah. to the results, um, may not be a comedian's voice. Yeah. You know, but it certainly feels like there's a creative bent to it. And all of them are different enough that you yeah. could actually choose out of those few that you had up there, something that would may- maybe work for your business. Exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah, and we, yeah so, right, so we tell companies, you know, the last mile still needs to be human. So it's a 1,000 interns, but you double-check them. Uh, right. You still need to do the final report. We some silly examples where lawyers have taken briefs and didn't check it and submitted to court and got their hands slapped. Mm. So... That's not the model that we (laughs) recommend, yeah.
0: yeah. Agreed. Yeah, you should definitely check the work before you hand it in. And I know we're doing that with, we talked about in a previous show, teachers are doing that with students. Um, yes. where there's, uh, you know, students are coming in with these papers that are completely sput out by ChatGPT, J- J- but the teacher says, use it, but yeah. then correct its mistakes or correct. fill in the blanks, correct. which I correct. think is a cool way to, to educate. Exactly. So let me ask you this, though, Paul, because I'm, I'm sure that people are concerned here about the security of things because mm. we know that cyber attacks, malware, yeah. they're very common. We're all aware of them, and there's software now that can maybe detect for that. Yeah. But what about in this Gen AI? World, what's the security, so security looking like?
1: Security, and IP are the two big issues that all companies need to think. Of. And within security is a couple different buckets. Certainly, data security is one. So a lot of companies are very concerned about you know my data going over to uh, companies their um, their log files and is it mm-hmm. safe and proprietary? And security is another one. Uh, this technology allows um, fi- we saw creativity in taglines. You could be just as creative on phishing emails. You know, here's keep sending 10 million emails to the Department of Defense till somebody makes a mistake, Mm. Uh, go look at the social media. So we're going to see, we're already seeing a tremendous amount of innovation in all sectors, including people who are bad actors looking for nefarious things here. So this is a really important topic for uh, your security and IT teams. Absolutely.
0: We were just talking about deep fakes before we started today. I think everybody's familiar enough with how real they look, and it's hard to detect what those might be, even just a, somebody's voice yeah. um, on a telephone call that you might get from someone that makes it sound like you're a family member of theirs who's in trouble and needs yeah. money, and that's been going on a long time, but now they can make it sound really like that person.
1: Well, and it's, you know, we may be looking at the last year where video and audio was allowed in a courtroom mm. as, as, um, uh, as evidence, and we're walking into a presidential election, which I think will be inevitably impacted by real fakes. I think the only degree is it's small or large, but we are in a lot of new territory here.
0: And there isn't any technology that exists at this moment to determine what's real from what's not real, correct?
1: There's uh, not that it's, there's a whole bunch of ideas coming and Mm -hmm. tie back to, you know, geolocator, back to blockchain and things like that, but there's nothing right now. Right. And uh, that's why it's important that when you do see something on the internet, it may be fake and it may actually be viscerally feeling right to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to do your research. But back to so back to the, the idea of brands adopting AI. Yeah. How are they actually doing that? What are, what are some brands or some companies doing to adopt this?
1: Uh, so commercial brands, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of experimentation. The wonderful thing on the um, creativity side, is a lot of creativity going on here. One challenge right now is that what is the trademark and the IP for something that gets generated out is very unknown. So logic, a lot of... Like, Companies are creating stuff and maybe not using it. Sure. Uh, but Coca-Cola is one company that's done some really creative uh, things here. Uh, there's a movie coming out that's got a friendly alien, and you can use uh, a ChatGPT-like tool to talk to the alien. So this interacting with characters as part of a brand mm-hmm. is a really part of the uh, uh, the trend that's going on right yeah, now. It's yeah,
0: really, it's really. I think I think we actually might have brought up that slide yeah. a little earlier in our in our show, but we could bring it up again. Yeah. And you saw, talked about. Doing a you know a, a research report on some U.S. businesses. Yeah,
1: yeah, and this is a great example on you know how to get even more research done quickly here. So this is talking about uh, researching. Um, uh, yeah, it says U.S. Res-
0: businesses. What are what are leading companies who sell coffee cups Correct. displaying in a in so a this table? This is a great
1: example. You might, you might ask an uh, intern or sheer year um, associate to go do. You can type this in, hit return, and uh, you know, the the response will come back pretty quickly, and you can keep going. Uh, we don't have examples here, but you can add add a fifth column that talks about uh, profitability. Uh, resort in order here. So things. So what's been amazing is that the intentionality of the human voice. Can now be interpreted to computers. So we all speak English. That means we all speak computer code and right. be able to like save time and money.
0: It's and it's amazing that it, it, that ChatGPT just kind of it, I I use the expression spit it out, but yeah. literally gave you results so quickly yeah. on something that would have taken somebody maybe you know fifteen to twenty minutes or more yeah. to look up individually themselves. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a game changer in efficiency.
1: It uh, certainly in efficiency in creativity and. Cognitively ana- anal- analysis. Right. So, the cognitive ability of this thing is even up another level here. So, uh, one example we'd like to talk about is you know, taking something where there's logic behind it and challenging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, here's an investment thesis of a uh, live, um, live, a, a real example of an uh, investment fund. This is their thesis here. We asked ChatGB to critique this. Yes. And boom, within 30 seconds, we get this answer back on the next page. It shows you the pros and cons uh, of this, and it allows you to really start pushing, getting accelerants on the logic as well. Mm -hmm. Not just creativity we talked about earlier. Should we outsource to Mexico or not? You wanna make this investment, boy, here's some pros and cons of that. So we're bringing in other people. It's almost like everyone has an extra team or an extra player. Uh, that's contributing to the analysis. That's incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and again, the results speak for themselves. I mean, these are real, by the way, for our audience, these are real examples that Paul brought. For us to look at today, that we're done with ChatGPT. So you can go in and I did, it, of course. I tried it, even using my studio that I sit in right yep. here. You know, put together a tagline for a business and financial services, yep. et cetera, et cetera. I gave as many examples as I could, and it actually gave me some pretty good yep. examples. We're not going to use them, but you know, <laughs> we have too much compliance yep. to, to go through for that. But but it, it does. It's, it really gives you kind of a good baseline to get started. Mm-hmm. Sometimes staring at the blank page when you're ready to write something is right. more difficult than if somebody gave you a little bit of a an outline or a skeleton exactly. to work off of. So exactly. I found that it's been really helpful in some of those yeah. areas.
1: And I think the example you just went through, kind of no awareness, some awareness, then you tried it for use cases you know, tr- you know, taglines for this studio is the light bulb that starts going off. And that's what we see again and again in executives and employees and AI teams. that We all have got to kind of go down the swimming analogy, and you've got to... Be skeptical, then then you need to do it yourself. We tell executives you at least need to get five hours yourself using this. We'd mm-hmm. never hire executive that never used the internet.
0: Exactly. So
1: why would we ever hire executive that's not, or, or a teacher that's not using the leading tools? And, um, and once you do that, then you start, then you're almost like gen AI aware. Then you start seeing opportunities everywhere to really make a difference in your business.
0: Right. I remember in one of our prep calls, you gave me this great example. You said you wouldn't hire a contractor who did not use power tools, right? It, yeah. That's To me, That's a, the, everybody, yeah. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Nobody's going to put your kitchen cabinets up right. by hand. They're going right. to use power tools. Right. So this is a great example of how yeah. ChatGPT fits in.
1: Exactly. The, uh, G- Gen AI and ChatGPT are power tools for knowledge workers. You know, uh, we would never hire, a, I don't think I wouldn't hire an accountant who didn't use Excel. Right, there you go. Two years from now, are we ever going to hire a law firm that doesn't use ChatGPT inside and out for mm-hmm. discovery and briefings? So it's, it's changing very quickly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, we talked a lot, some about the risks, Paul. Um, obviously, with risks, there's uh, security risks, yeah. et cetera. But are there any others out there for businesses, really, sure. particularly who are thinking about adopting AI?
1: There's, yeah, absolutely. I think there's opportunities and risk all over the place that they've been accentuated in both levels here. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly on the competitive front, we've all been around, well, not all of us, but certainly we've seen Uber and Amazon come from nowhere here. Uh, uh, OpenAI is already doing a billion dollars in revenue. We think there's going to be another $20 billion companies in the next three years pop up because the accelerant of this wow. run is so fast here. So, what's the risk on the business side of your competitive? that's one. The second one is your talent. Your top talent all knows this is the biggest career accelerant ever, and they are gonna go where the, and if you don't give them a way to grow and a safe place to do it, they're gonna go to the competitors, and we're gonna see uh, the talent shortage be one of the key competitive advantages going forward here. So in terms of risk, the risk is we take it we're too conservative, we don't invest in enough, and we lose some of our top talent and it's it impacts us for three to five years. So right. the risk of not acting is really important to consider.
0: Yeah. Something we've we've talked about and you, you and I just chatted yeah. a little bit about this before, was about jobs in general. And yes, there may be some jobs that will be maybe not completely replaced yeah. but but enhanced or different, you know, changed because of large language models. But what you just described was there are so many potential future jobs out there yeah. for people who need to be a part of this growing trend and this industry of AI that, as yeah. you said, there's a shortage right now.
1: It's a huge shortage, acute shortage in some areas here. And I think the thing is hard, and we call it "cogging the vertigo, is one, it's hard to even understand the technology. Right. Then because it's so transformative, the impact is also transformative. So there's a lot of things going on here. But in terms of jobs, we talk a lot about the... Um, you know ai we don't believe ai is going to take jobs we think someone who knows how to use ai is going to take your job or your 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 um, customer so that's what we got to really incredible, worry about incredible
0: incredible i want to do i do want to remind our audience please if you have a question for paul make sure to chat uh, type it into the the website, again, just click that Ask a Question button right on your screen, and then we'll get it here in the room. And by the way, we are seeing people start to take the uh, the polls, so we're going to go through some of those results with Paul here in a moment or two. Paul, while we're waiting for questions to come in, a couple more that I have for you is mm. uh, something that I've been looking at is this, and a lot of businesses are probably thinking, yeah, great. I, it sounds great that I should be adopting generative AI into my business, into my no. practice, but how long is this going to take for me to set it up? And what's the yeah. return on my investment? What's my ROI here?
1: Um, another thing is not only the capability is so big, that the ROI is so fast or short in some of these things. We're seeing a large projects that have three and six months ROI. Mm. Uh, we've seen... That, that's, this, that's way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. Uh, people that would... Um, uh, take, you know, 30 to 40 hours to do something for a whole team, you can get down to five hours. That could be coding, uh, analyzing um, uh, uh, government documents, analyzing uh, transcripts from competitors here, doing certain types of research. So it's, and this is out-of-the-box free tools, Anthony, mm-hmm. in kind of any one of the Gen AI revolution here. So uh, there's a lot of ROI coming. Um, Amazing when
0: you 3 to 6 months is a lot yeah. shorter than i thought you were going yeah. to say
1: yeah and usually for it projects at least it's at least 24 months or maybe 18 <laughs> months if you're lucky yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and a big industry like something like you know in financial services like at a company the size of ours everything takes yeah if they say 6 months it's it's definitely yeah. going to be longer than that yeah. but this that's very encouraging um, you know if if a business or an industry wanted to get into Utilizing Gen AI, yeah. maybe just to kind of even start out and figure out what that looks like for them. How? What's their advice that you would have for them to get started today?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, both a kind of a top-down and bottoms-up approach. I think certainly from a, a strategy standpoint, the board and the management teams need to start thinking about it. From an awareness standpoint, um, we all need to get our hands on these keyboards. So, mm-hmm. board members, executives. One way we're seeing doing that is to um, do small steps. Take small use cases, talk about them, create your own learning lab, and focus on things that have no risk. What are no-risk projects here? Take public information that's already out there about your company and put that into Bing or ChatGPT. Because once you start seeing the transformative thing here, you can share to your colleague and talk to your colleague and your company's Vernacular, not all this tech vernacular out there.
0: Exactly. So it's almost like you add it, but you make it more proprietary for your particular company, business, Correct. branding, Correct. et cetera. Yeah. It's but, interesting stuff.
1: But we do. The, the the headline is you've got to get experimenting. You need to support your uh, Gen AI enthusiasts, and you got to start experimenting.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we do have an audience. A couple of audience questions coming in for you, Paul. Let's start with the first one. How do you feel, or do you feel, the actuarial insurance pricing or statisticians will be, or could be replaced, or maybe? roles that might be augmented. How do you feel about that? Is that something... It's a great
1: question. Uh, We see a lot of that and it's a fear in that question here. We actually see the opposite. We think these tools are going to make the actual insurance price superheroes. Mm -hmm. Why? Because what these tools do well is take the drudgery out of some of the, the work they're doing and give them more time for more strategic things here. So we're not talking about tools that do unassisted AI. These are tools that take our uh, really scarce uh, actuarial talent and make it more efficient or give them more space to think strategically. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Great. Thank you for the question, audience. Uh, another one, what are the top apps to oh, this and this was something I had written down to ask you as well, yeah. uh, to access AI, particularly Gen AI, what are some of the apps you're using or seeing Being
1: There are so many out there. Uh, One's uh, certainly ChatGPT was one of the original ones, again, a thing here, so I encourage people to do that. Uh, Bing now is from Microsoft, and that's nearly as good as ChatGPT. There's something called MidJourney, and that's text-to-image, which Mm -hmm. is just stunning. It uses something called Discord, which is like Slack, and if you're not familiar with it, it's a little bumpy, but it's transformative. Um, And then there's a whole bunch around uh, day-to-day tasks. There's tools like Otters, which will... um, Monitor do transcripts for all your me- business meetings here hmm. uh, and summarize not only to summarize of the meeting, but also the tone and the emotion of the meeting here. That's, so those are at least three ones that we use a lot.
0: It's incredible. Th- and thank you for sharing that with us. Um, uh, oh, here's here's an interesting one. Will we begin to be concerned about deflation instead of inflation soon?
1: Uh, it's a great question, and I'm not an economist, and I don't yeah, want I was to guess. Say, on I, UBS I'm not sure here, if that but I, <laughs> specifically
0: ties to yeah. ChatGPT, but I wonder maybe if it has something to do with the idea of sm- efficiencies yeah, yeah. and money being spent on, you know, te- different technologies correct. that can be done with ChatGPT. Correct.
1: Correct. I mean, we had the same uh, arguments and concerns with the internet. The Internet was going to – all this efficiency was going to go in, and we're all going to have three-hour work weeks here. And what mm-hmm. it did was create a whole bunch of new jobs, economic growth, and everything else here. So I <laughs> suspect this may be similar. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I was going to say, I think the, the, the Internet actually made our jobs just longer because there was more information <laughs> for us to, to investigate exactly. and to, uh, to research on. Thank you for that. Um, here's an interesting one, and I think this is really important. How do we avoid bias in large language models that really don't explain – how results? How the results came about. and yeah. Is there anything that explains the why?
1: Correct. So this is a really important point that large language models or the technology underlying uh, ChatGPT and others are, it's a black box. I mean, we don't know why these answers came We don't know why those taglines came out. It's mm-hmm. all probabilities and it's very, very sophisticated algorithms, but you can't trace it back to Structured and um, rule-based thing we've been using for the last three years. Right. Uh, So the challenge is is that it's trained on you know all the public information out there, trillion trained on any basically anything that's been published about humans. So the average humans out there bias, hatred, good stuff in there. So I don't believe we're ever going to get bias eliminated. Just as we can't get bias eliminated with all our employees, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we certainly can constrain it a little bit. We can certainly find better training um, data going in there. So ways to mitigate it, but it's something to be uh, concerned about.
0: Of course, right. The advent of social media, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever it was, we all have to learn how to sift through, you know, what we think is an opinion or a fact. And that's, you know, it's harder and harder to do. But I think that'll be just something we'll have to do here as well.
1: And it's, I think one thing, just because these tools aren't perfect, I don't believe that's sufficient to not use them. Mm-hmm. An analogy I heard from someone which I love that was like, you know, way back in the early days when you were like just <laughs> hoeing yourself and someone started using a donkey and that was so much more efficient. Well, sometimes the donkeys kick people, you know? <laughs> but boy, you got a lot of efficiency out of this. So it's, you know, there, we need to be aware of the downsides. But this is powerful technology. That's a great example.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to use that one. That's going to stay with yeah. me for the rest of the yeah. day. Um, just really quickly before we wrap up, Paul, one more question for you. But just interestingly, on our poll, some of the choices. We again, the question was, which areas of AI are you most interested in learning more about? Education, healthcare, jobs, the economy, service industries, arts and entertainment. Economy was number one at 24%, which probably isn't surprising yeah. considering it's a UBS poll. Yeah. After that, it was service industries and then followed by uh, healthcare. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think that surprises me much. I think that what people are thinking about right now. Yeah. The jobs aspect is there too, you know?
1: Yeah, and the healthcare one is usually healthcare is a laggard in terms of technology. There is incredible innovation going on right now mm-hmm. uh, in the healthcare um, and pharmaceutical area around this. Terrific.
0: Paul, I, I can't believe 30 minutes is, uh, has gone by. It went really quickly for me. Um, I'm sure it did for our audience as well. But before we go, every time we've had somebody sit here in the studio with us, we've asked the question, what excites you the most about artificial intelligence? What, yeah. what do you say to that?
1: You know, it changes each week. Yeah. Right now, what excites me the most is that everybody now, there's what, 5 billion, 8 people, billion people in, in the earth, 4.9 billion people use Google or here. I think there's 4.8 billion phones. Every smartphone now is a movie studio in your pocket. That's right. So the creativity that we're gonna start seeing from little videos and things in the next four years are gonna be just so fun and exciting and and, because there's a lot of creativity that we unlock with these tools. It's
0: incredible. Yeah, and it's it's and we said it earlier, it's exponential. Yeah. It's just technology just grows faster and faster. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for that, Paul. Great to great to have you here. Thanks for joining us in the studio. Good to see you.
1: Thank you. Same and you.
0: your expertise is amazing in this yeah. area. We haven't really gone into the whole idea of how it's gonna impact businesses. So this has been terrific. Thanks yeah. for being well, here. Thank you for having us. Great. And thank you all again for joining us for this ongoing series. We hope to bring you more fascinating discussions about AI in the future. Um, And you can check out all of the replays if you missed any of our previous four events that are on this very same website, ubs.com forward slash summer of AI. Just scroll down towards the bottom of the screen and you'll see all the replays. This will be available as a replay up there for you shortly as well. And for those of you who are tuning in live tomorrow, which is Thursday, we're going to have at 1 p.m. Eastern time our monthly CIO Live House View. Uh, that's a different website, ubs.com forward slash CIO live. And uh, if you're doing the math, if you look at the calendar, it's the first Thursday of every month. I will be hosting that tomorrow. We'll be talking about all kinds of things from the markets, the economy, the upcoming election cycle, which is hard to believe we're getting to that already. But take a look at that again, ubs.com forward slash CIO live. And we will keep you posted about future conversations about artificial intelligence in the future. From New York City, I'm Anthony Pastore. Thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you soon.